You ready, Donna? I'm ready. Here we go. Three, two. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years to the same country radio station. Welcome to my second act, a podcast where we talk about things you're talking about with family and friends, conversations about current events, pop culture, headlines in the news, country music trends, concerts, plus often revealing and endearing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack and Donna Jack, the Jack's my second act. My name is Donna, and I'm Caddy's wife. Remember when we we kind of touched on this that we thought we might change your Plinko in the new year because Why? you know people said, well, remember we talked about because you've moved on. You you are with them for 26 years, and yeah, you know, but I, I still think that uh, maybe maybe we uh, maybe we shorten that and add mornings at Atlanta's the Bear 92.5 with the wonderful Donna. Let's wait on that. Um, and make sure it's going to hold and take. Okay. But like, I don't think that you should take that out because I think that it's still, yeah. Well, that's always going to be my. That's yeah. my my. That's where I, you know, roosted for a while. Not just a while, but 20, right. 28 years. Right. Okay. So, um, you spent time with me on Friday, and I walk with a hitch. That's an old person saying. You've seen how I walk. Um, it's not pretty right now. Right. Um, I, you know, I listen and I, com- I, I complain a lot. I'm like, ow, uh-huh. oh, ow. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And I think it's yeah. been going on for seven days. Cause I thought about it. It was going on when I had dinner with Debbie, a lot of complaining and it was going on when I had lunch with Dawn, a lot of complaining. Right. And that's what so, we all want is when we're with you is to hear complaining. Right. How about your So hip? here's what, here's what happened. It, yeah. So I haven't really told you the whole story. Oh, okay. So. You know, I've been, I've been rowing successfully um, for, I would say, probably in earnest, probably two and a half months. So I get up before we do the podcast. I mean, not the podcast, before we do the radio show, and I row for 30 to 45 minutes. And I've been trying to do more stretching and everything. So I, I like to row, and I'm doing pretty well, but it gets boring. I would say probably nine days ago, I thought, you know what, I'm going to run. I'm going to go and give a little run. Run. And just just go on a run. Okay. I used to run. I used to like to run. I got some new shoes that I was using them for my rowing. Right. And you used to do I track some, in high school, did you not? Sort of, but not really. But okay. but the point of this is I had gotten some new shoes because not only on my rower, the good thing about the rower that I did discover is I can do like um, like stretching yoga class. Like I have a whole mat you know, beside it and some little bands and bars. You can do all kinds of different uh-huh. workouts. It's not just rowing. So... But I thought, you know what? I am going to go and Conquer just do a yeah. I'm just going to do a little one mile run. See how it goes. Okay. So I head out and I'm doing pretty good. I get down to like the golf community because mm-hmm. like there's three of our communities where there's gated golf. Well, there's four. There's what's the one that Southside Steve lives in? Colonnade. Colonnade, and then there's us, the Oaks. Okay, and we're all part of a bigger community, sort of. I mean, that's getting ready to blow sky high. That's a whole other podcast. This homeowner situation. So, I get down to the golf community, and I get in a little bit, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to run down because there's you know that big hill. I'm going to run down to here, turn around, come back. Mission accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like a popping or anything, but it just like all of a sudden I'm just like I like there's this pain. 
in my leg, hip. It's kind of radiating from my hip down to my leg. And I'm like, uh oh. And so, like, I didn't, like, again, didn't hear anything pop. Nothing happened. I knew I hadn't pulled anything. I didn't think. So I just started kind of walking. Are you playing music? I'm playing Bust a Move for you. Okay. Yeah. I busted a move. So then I turned around. And I thought, busted well, I'm, I'm going to start walking back. I didn't have my phone, but I did have my Apple Watch on. And so there was nobody I could call because you're on the south side and you're not going to pick up. And Charles is school. And so I'm just like out here again on my own. And I see this Tahoe coming over the hill the other way. And I'm kind of like just sort of leaning down, looking like I might throw up and hold my leg, but I wasn't going to throw up. And then I turned around and kind of started walking the other way. And this guy stops, who I don't know, mm-hmm. and this what's husband of somebody. What's, what's he serving? Do you need help? Do you need help? And I said, I don't think so. And he goes, what does that mean? And I said, well, I went on a little run because I was tired of rowing, and I, my leg's killing me. He goes, well, do you live here? And I said, well, yes. He said, well, let me give you a ride. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you could tell he was like a dad. You know what I mean? Like he had like a Birmingham fall sticker on, you know, like on the back of it. I mean, he wasn't like a creeper. It's still inappropriate. That he's going to help somebody? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's finish this up. So normally me, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm going to put my hair in an Uber and leave you my DNA. And I think everybody's out to kill me and get me. I'm just very suspicious, highly suspicious. Can't even. I wanted to watch 2020 last night. I can't even watch it because I'm so afraid of like real life now. Um, but I thought, you know what? I am not going to make it home. And then I'm like, do I have a sympathy like injury because of Roscoe and his ACL? And like, I'm just like, what is going on? So I said, do you mind giving me a ride? And he's oh. like, not at all. This is so unlike me. So I get in the front yeah, of his car. car with he has a to stranger move. with a complete stranger. He, well, he wasn't because he was in our neighborhood okay, area. But you, I mean, you don't—you didn't know his name, and you get in the car with him in the front seat. His name is his name is Jeff. But before you he, before you piled into the front seat, though, you had no idea, right? No, he okay. said my name is Jeff because he, he said uh, this you, is inappropriate. He said, and I feel awkward. Is no, that what he said? he's no. He said you must be in pain if you're going to let just a stranger drive you. And I'm like, okay. I can probably. I said I can probably walk. And he goes, No, my name is Jeff. He said I live right down there by the. Um, uh-huh. The swim and tennis. And I said, my right, friends, right. the cranes live there. He said, I live two doors down from the cranes. Uh-huh. So I thought, okay, if, they, if he kills me, Dawn will come hunt him down. You know what I mean? Okay. Right? Uh, you know, I don't right. know. I, don't, yeah. I said, my name's Donna. I get in. So I think he thought I lived in the golf community. Right. But we're just a half mile from, not even that. A quarter mile from there. Well, but here's where he said, he goes, so which road are you on? And I go, well, I live in the Oaks. He's like, where's that? And I'm like, he's like, is that the other one down the road? I go, yes. And he goes, okay. I don't think he was going that way. Because he was like, he wasn't like, okay. He was like, okay. Like that. Like, okay. No, he wasn't going that way. So Okay, so let me tell you what happened. So I get in. And and he he pulls his willy out. Why are you doing this? And then I start to kind of freak out. Then I start to kind of freak out. Because I'm like, okay, I don't know him. Like, and then he's going to know where I live. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I so, do. yeah. So here's what I thought. I can't walk. I mean, I, the pain was starting to get a little worse. So he pulls up and he, he, we talk about it. And I said, oh, I've been rowing. And he was fine. He has. He told me his three kids. One goes to Northwestern, two at um, Birmingham Falls. We talked about that. I said, do they still do the carpool dads? He said, yes, I can't do it because I travel a lot. 
He does pharmaceutical sales. He plays on a tennis team. We talked about that. So I, I, knew I, like he was like, I got to hit pause here real quick. It's, it's a 30 second drive. Y'all certainly had it. Did y'all take the long way down there? It's not. You have to go up to the front. I was down the I mean, hill. you covered a lot of, where, where, a lot of where, ground where, there, where did you not? Where I released the a turtles. A very short amount of time. Okay, I was down by that pond where I released the turtles. Right. So we had to go up the hill. Then sure. he had to wait for traffic to turn sure. left. Right. School bus came by, Betsy. Okay. Yeah. So then he he go, he turns into our neighborhood, and I thought, I can't have him come to my house because I don't know at this point still if he's not maybe a serial killer. Right. There's only 32 homes in the neighborhood, though. So, I mean, so he says, odds. I said, turn right. And I'll just hop out right I had here. Him, I had him take me to the Christian's house. Down about, uh, yeah, three, four blocks. Okay. Smart. So here's what's strange. Okay. He said, I think Scott Christian lives here. He plays oh, on the tennis gosh. team. He thinks you're sleeping And Scott. I said, yes. I said, yes. I'm, <laughs> I said, I'm going to get, and he said, oh, and he goes, and, and his wife just got nominated as the, I mean, by the, yeah, by the city council to do the, um. I don't know if you knew this, to do like something on recycling and, and like waste management. I didn't know Kelly Christian knew all this, but uh, yeah. so, so I go, yeah, just drop me off. Yeah. At their house. And then I'm going to walk. And he goes, I can take your house. I go, no, mm-hmm. no big deal. No big deal. So he just dropped me off there right. and I got out. And then yep. I basically had to walk another, as you know, half mile back to our house. It's hardly a half mile. You talking it's about from the, from the Christians to our house? Yes. From the Christians to our house in our neighborhood. Yes. Okay. All right. I had to get up the hill. So, okay, fast forward. My hip started really hurting, and I'm like, what have I done? What have I done? Who pulls up now? Well, I go to see Dr. Lee, L-I, and he is fantastic. He is like, he's like this amazing, holistic, great chiropractor. He helped Charlotte after she was in the bus accident from wrestling last year and really got her back on her feet. She had a concussion. She was concussed. I love that when people are concussed, not when they are concussed, but when people say they're concussed, concussed Anywho, And you've been to him before, right? Yes. Yeah. He's fabulous. He really is. I mean, he can get things done that like other people can't get done. So I go in and I tell him what I did and he's like, why did you run? Why did you, did you stretch before you went to run? I said, no, I just put my shoes on, took off. He's like, oh boy. So then he starts like, he puts these cups on me. He cups me. He puts this machine on me. I mean, it is painful. He is turning my leg and I like can't turn everything. And here's what he says to me. You ready for this? I, I doubt it. Your groin is angry. No, he, he did not say that. You're growing. Oh you have God. an angry groin. No, but I mean, it's like you're growing. You're growing. Because I said it's, it hurts kind of like my, oh, anyways, my hamstring, all this. And he said, well, your groin is angry. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you don't know. You really don't know the half of it. But anyways, um, so then I'm, Golly. yeah, he, Golly. he did, he did some stuff like with the like cups what? and stuff. Yeah. Well, and he does that thing with the tables where he lowers them and raises them. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. And I think he does that because like, you know, when they adjust you, it can be kind of like, like you're waiting for it to happen. So I think he does that with the tables to kind of like throw you off. So he's not just snapping you or something. Do you, yeah, know like one, well, you never go on three. As a parent, you know that. No, you never yeah. go on three. It's never one, two, three. It's one, two. Like if you're going to pull a tooth, or yeah, one. It's, go on I'm going to pull it, it on three. Get it yeah, done. Just one, pull it bam, on one. Yeah. yeah, done. So okay. I'm going back to Dr. Lee tomorrow. But the moral of the story, I don't and even what? know what it is. What? is, is what? Just, is just what? keep doing what you're doing. Like I was doing good with the rowing. Right, right. You know? Now you have an injury to your groin. It's going to set you back a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about my summoning before on a podcast, and I told y'all this is just not the year for it because I got somebody graduating, and I got a lot going on. I got graduation parties and all kinds of stuff. And so that's just not going to happen. So I'm just trying to get myself in the best shape possible 
for next year when I summit. Right. You can have a delightful growing. Why are you saying it that way? G-R-O-I-N. Crotch. We're just calling it angry crotch. It, but it's not. Okay. No. Totally different. Mornings on the Bear, 92.5, with Cadillac Jack and Donna. You get free delivery, a lifetime warranty, and a full bucket of crazy. If you're one of those people that wants to take pictures of people up their skirts in the Target, if you want to steal our mail, and if you're a porch pirate, you better stay the hell away from here, because we've had it. Get on back. You see someone in the Target today trying to take, take a picture of you up your shorts? Out. Take them out. Throat punch them. Um, the Bear, 92.5, does not encourage throat punching anyone. Cadillac Jack and Donna. She's the crazy one. Gorgeous weather today, mid-60s, sunshine, perfect weather for uh, being outside, being at uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway for the big NASCAR event. They had, uh, by the time the checker flag dropped, and that's the finish, Donna, that's the finish point, the checker flag, not the green flag, the checker flag. Once it dropped on the Ambetter Health 400 NASCAR Cup event yesterday afternoon, late yesterday afternoon, early evening, there were 850 miles of racing done at Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend in 36 hours. 850 that's miles. That's a lot of racing. They had a doubleheader Saturday yeah, in the, uh, the Cup event yesterday. Uh, the, the, most of the Petty clan was there. Uh, Richard Petty and the Petty family love Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, they love coming to Atlanta. Richard did not make the trip this weekend. However, the rest of the family did. I spent some time with Kyle. Here's what's going on. They're, they're celebrating. It's, a 25, it's been 25 years since he won. One of the, what some will call the best race in NASCAR history at Atlanta Motor Speedway. In all of racing that happened at Atlanta Motor Speedway. The 92 Hooters 500, Don. You remember the 92 Hooters 500, right? No, I don't. Huh? Surely you do. I let don't me, think I do. Let me, let me get you up to speed. Final lap. Here we go. Out on the racetrack. The white flag is out. Now Alan Kowicki comes down and gets it. There is less than one lap to go around this one and a half mile oval at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We are not following the winner, the leader of the race. We are focused in on Alan Kowicki, who is going to win the 1992 NASCAR Winston Cup and the one million dollar bonus that goes with it. Bill Elliott comes off the fourth corner. He Awesome deal from Dawsonville. He's winning the championship. There's the checkered flag for Allen. He's the champion for 92. All right, so whether or not you think it's one of the best races in NASCAR, I don't know. It's also a very visual thing, obviously, but um, it was exciting to be there. It always is. You know, some of my best memories, uh, while they may not be the most uh, wholesome, uh, are, are at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I was thinking today about my dad. My dad uh, loved NASCAR racing, and uh, I grew up right outside of Charlotte, Hickory, North Carolina, which is often considered the birthplace of, of racing. And... Um, I thought about dad because dad would come down every now and then for the race and spend the weekend. And I think just be appalled at some of my behavior. But um, it was uh, it was a good day. It's a beautiful day. We, uh, we did a little thing with uh, a bear listener, uh, their family. Kid drives in the uh, Legend series. All right, two things real quick, Don. I need to tell you about Richard Petty. The whole reason for the break here in the audio there, the Hooters 500. And also, um, uh, what, Davey Allison was it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Or Bobby Allison. Somebody. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so we had this kid who races in the uh, the Legend Series on Thursday nights at, uh, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And we were positioned, broadcasting from a position today, Donna, where the, we had great access to the drivers. All the drivers came by at some point. And, That's awesome. Um, yeah, so they changed the, the, the driver introduction walk to, uh, they shifted to the, the other side of the garage this year for some reason. I don't know why. And then, well, the, the, it started really where we were broadcasting from. I had this kid, and we had uh, Up and Adam, uh, who was in our promotions department. Adam, well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that because it's Evelyn K's son. His name is uh, Javi Soto. 
I mean, can Randall, you'll hear him here in a second. Randall sponsors like Ned Jarrett could or Richard Petty or Bobby Allison. Or, and so I said to, to he and Adam, you guys are a team, up and Adam and, and, and Javi are a team. For every autograph that they get, because that's a big thing. You know, you've seen this like with Morgan Wilder walk up, kind of the same thing. They, they got the Fox yeah. TV network cameras in their faces live as they walk out, heading to, uh, you know, heading to the cars already lined up, getting ready for the green flag. Uh, and it's, you know, it's just a very, it's, it's just a lot of, uh, you know, everybody's ready to go. You Action. Know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, I said to each of them, uh, we'll give you a hundred bucks for every NASCAR. Uh, who's doing that? Okay. Hang on, Donna. Hang on. Uh, for every NASCAR autograph you get, every driver autograph you get, because that's like, that's, that's the, the, the gold bullion cube, as you call it, Donna, is a driver autograph when you're at the track. Uh, for everyone you get, we'll give you a hundred bucks to Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Uh, the the, the video is very, very funny. Uh, the two of them, because listen, the drivers want the attention, especially if the camera is in their face. They want you to see someone wandering up or running up wanting an autograph or your picture taken. You know, you don't want to be that driver. Right. Nobody nobody's really cares. You know, you want some action. Uh, and it was really funny to watch. Um, but uh, uh, 600 bucks, so we rounded up to a grand for sure. Okay. Um, the Petties are visiting a lot of the tracks this season because it is the 25th anniversary of the final race for Richard Petty. It just happened to be at Landmark Speedway for the Hooters 500. They're given a Richard Petty STP uh, cowboy hat monument made out of fiberglass and concrete donning the colors of the car that Richard Petty piloted in his final run on the track during the 92 season finale. Owing to this, a replica has also been named the King's Last Ride. The, the track becomes, on race day, the third largest city in Georgia. How about that? Because of the number of race fans that, uh, that travel. You think NASCAR's coming back a little bit? I do not, no. I don't. I had a lot of conversations. Well, no, listen, I had a lot of conversations with different people um, this, this past weekend at different levels of fandom, if you will. Um, and I think that uh, most agree that if they don't do something pretty quick, you're going to lose a lot of people. I think they have an opportunity with some of these young drivers right now uh, and I said to somebody, you know, I don't know him. I, Ten years ago, I, I would have known any driver that walked past me. Uh, I, I just don't know. I just don't keep up anymore. I lost interest when they kind of blew up the point system and do it now in two stages. And, and I just I don't I don't have a file for that. I can't keep up with that. You're right. I mean, the station that I worked at and you worked at for a while and there was a, you know, we were at Kicks. But the I mean, biggest racing affiliate was in America, the biggest racing yeah, affiliate I mean, in America. And, and when the race would come in town two times, because at the time it was March and November, we would have just remotes. Everywhere, like with drivers and cars. I mean, and we made a lot of money during that time, you know, selling, you know, whether it was Home Depot and Tony Stewart or just whoever. Here's the thing about that, though. Here's the thing about that. that, that uh, They don't do that kind of stuff anymore. They don't. I know. Uh, They're they're very rarely now do you hear of a driver being, you know, away from the track. And it used to happen, like you said, all the time. Um, Bobby Labonte used to fly into town every every race, pretty much, and do an appearance for a car dealership that I endorsed for 25 years. Yeah. Uh, here in Atlanta, and uh, he would fly in on his helicopter. They'd land in the back of the dealership, and this is back when he was in racing. If you can go back and th- remember Pontiac's racing, then you can go back pretty far. This is back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, maybe, but he's uh, always a nice guy there. Um, well, who else? Who else? Um, well, what was the story you were going to tell about, about uh, the two drivers? Well, I think it was Bobby Allison. It wasn't, it wasn't, it's not necessarily a racing, it's not a racing story, but it's a hilarious story about something that happened at the former Kicks 115 where I was for 26 years, 27, 28 years. Uh, we combined 40-plus years together, you and I. And, and on the morning show, we used to have a segment called Wow Wednesday. Make us say Wow Wednesday. And you would call up and you'd tell a crazy story. And if, if, if all three of us, there were three of us on the show, Mike, one, two, and three. If all three of us said, wow, if your story made us go, wow, that's, that's a wow. Yeah, that's a good story. Because the good stories made you do that. They really made you go, wow. Um, and we didn't care if you made it up. We didn't care if you went to snoops.com. We're entertainers. It didn't matter, you know. Uh, but one time, somebody called up to tell a story that they had that Bobby Allison had saved their life. 
uh, they were in a, a swimming pool somewhere in Charlotte, North Carolina, if I recall. And this was, she was a little girl at the time. And uh, she was she she went under and she was drowning and, and he he hopped in the pool and 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 grabbed her and swam to the top of the pool with her and saved her life and and and, and seriously yes well by golly about five minutes later guess who calls him Bobby damn Allison calls to confirm the story and he had not heard seriously from, we, were, we were able to connect them back together uh, for the first time twenty years or whatever it was uh, he had not seen the you know the child at the time since it happened and and she had not seen Mr Allison so we were able to get them together. Not like that, but, you know, just to meet, you know, say hi and thank you again. Well, okay, maybe, yeah. Maybe a light So what were they doing? Like, were they, like, was it a country club? Yeah, I guess. Or, or, what was know, it? Why? It was at the Y in Charlotte or something. Pineville. I don't know. But he was there with his top off drinking beer, I'm sure. And uh, he saw his little child go under and, mm-hmm. and he jumped in the pool and saved her life. And she remembers. So she called. She got wows from all of us. And, and then well, double, I mean, that, double, that would give me a wow. A double round of wows when the damn un, un, unsolicited. Bobby Allison called. I said, Bobby, I said, did you hear us talking about the story? He said, no. I got a really good friend of mine who lives in Atlanta. He's still in North Carolina. So I got a really good friend of mine who lives in Atlanta. Listen to you guys every morning. And he just called me and tell me, told me about the story. And I wanted to call him. Get out. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think That's I covered fantastic. everything there. I'm done. That's all I got. And uh, have a great have a great rest of the episode, Donna. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow morning at 530, all right? Okay. Just, not 530. I'm just, just talked out. Huh? 530. Well, 530 to 10. Atlanta's the Bear 92.5. Uh, this week, more passes for Alabama. I said to somebody, Alabama, the band, is, is coming doing a show for us on the 22nd of June at uh, the Longleaf Country Music Festival. And I said to a friend of mine who's a, a concert booker that ran into the track yesterday or today. Yeah, today, yesterday. He was listening on Upload Day. And I said, what's Alabama demanding these days? You know, what are they getting? What's their price to do a show? And what would, you, what would be your guest on it? What does Alabama get paid every night, uh. we think, right now? And I'm sure this guy, he would know, you know, within $25,000, $30,000. Upper, you know, uh, over under. Okay, I'm gonna go with seventy two thousand dollars. You're gonna go with seventy two thousand dollars. That's what Alabama. Uh-huh. Made. Now, there's six of them in the band, or seven. So they, they okay, that. I'm gonna go with a hundred, hundred and seventy two thousand. A hundred and seventy two thousand dollars is your guess. Before the end of this episode, we'll find out how well you guessed. All right, that's coming up. Gallery Furniture is in Gainesville. Gallery Furniture is open seven days a week. Gallery Furniture is going to fill your home with beautiful, unique, gorgeous. Great workmanship furniture at a reasonable price. Every room in your house. Gallery Furniture's got you covered. 1600 Brownsbridge Road. Askforthewolfman.com. Donna. Yeah, a lot of people, mm. I talked to Donna today, actually, we're planning a trip to, um, to Cher- Haraz. Yep. Yeah, Haraz. I, um, I haven't been there since we went there when I was pregnant. Okay. That sounds so bad, doesn't it? Uh, I it was after a baby shower. We've been to a baby shower yes. in Hickory, yes. North Carolina. And just pulled up with all these presents yeah. in the back of the car. Yeah, you're just and about just... two weeks away from giving birth, but we got to. What is wrong with us? Got to go oh in there God. and spend our last pennies at the, at the, the, the mm. casino. Mm. Mm. Um, well, that's not true. Actually, I went. We went for um, Dirk Bentley. We went for. I'm just kidding. Big and Rich. Reba, I have been there. Reba. Reba Cherokee. Yes, that is true. Okay, I, I'm. Remember I, when I, I saw that. that I saw that Bobcat on him. We saw a Panther. Something like that. Anyway. Um, where was I? Okay. So, yes, we're going to go up there and go to the Harrods because Donna loves to go to Harris. Um, but 
I was talking to her today, and she said they've just got a ton, a ton of stuff in that they've got to move out. Um, so she said if, if anybody needs, like, especially sectional couches and recliners, they are packed with recliners right now. So if you have been thinking that you might get up there and check out the inventory, it's a good time to go. Because she said, you know, we've just, they're, they're blowing out the doors, literally, um, with recliners I did that and after sectionals. the race yesterday, after having some boiled peanuts and a, a Speedway yes. dog. I blew the doors off. Yes. Well, anyway, so, um, you know, don't feel like you're going to get high pressure when you walk in there that you're going to have to leave with something. If you're thinking about just going up and checking it out. Just buy a pillow. And you want, just like, buy a pillow. Yeah, but you don't have to do that. But if you want no pressure, I guarantee you, though, you're going to walk away either having something delivered or you're going to be tying it onto your car because you're going to find amazing, amazing furniture at great prices. Donna's got some twine to tie it down. She'll do that, too. Yeah. Like a, like a steer champion, steer wrestling champion that Donna will do it. Gallery Furniture, askforthewolfman.com. Yes, that that Donna, and yes, that Wolfman. Askforthewolfman.com, Gallery Furniture. Uh, Donna is at the uh, Brightmore Healthcare Studios in Alpharetta, beautiful, awesome Alpharetta, Georgia. And uh, we would like for you to experience awesome Alpharetta. Now, we say that, and, and we follow up with this. Don't you plan on moving there? All right, there's no room at the end, as Jesus said, or somebody did in the Bible. I don't remember who that was, but uh, who was that, Donna? Do you know? Can you help me out there? Well, it was Christmas night, awesome wasn't it? Alpharetta- was it Mary? Yes, Sister but- Mary, wasn't it? It wasn't Sister Mary. They wouldn't take his credit card. What was it? Okay, please stop. Okay, listen. Janet Rogers does not want Jesus and Mary in her commercial. But here's what she does want, is for you to come out and check out Alpharetta. Awesome Alpharetta. And you know what? Caddy always says don't move here. You can actually move here. They they want people to move here, too, because it's such a great city to live in. Such a great city. Um, We are constantly building new restaurants, parks, places for people to gather with friends and family. And Mayor Gilvin has made what? All the parking free. free. And, and leaving green space, yes. too. Very important. Leaving green space at the yes. same time. Absolutely. And free parking. So right. come I mean, out you're you're not going to find that in Decatur. Okay? You're not. No. You're going to find come a lot in Decatur, and, but you're not going to find free parking. Okay. Come out. You're off the rails today I'm with not. this episode. Come out and shop and eat with us. Stay here. Play here. Have fun. And then go on back to your city. That's right. That's right. <laughs> head back to your free parking garage, courtesy of Mayor Jim Gilvin and the City of Alpharetta City Council, and uh, head back to head back to Carrollton and enjoy things out there. Come and visit and uh, play a while, stay a while, but not forever. Okay, so that's not what it says. The copy here doesn't say come stay forever, come play play forever, and stay forever. No, no. It's, it's, but it's, you're going to want to stay forever when you, you see are, all but the not fantastic now. things. It's just we not have a good time here. for that. Not a good time for that. All right, but enjoy this uh, free, awesome getaway to Alpharetta, Georgia. You enter uh, this weekend. You can enter this weekend, but uh, for the weekend giveaway, package one lucky winner includes uh, will win two night weekend stay in a two bedroom suite at DoubleTree by Hilton Hotel Atlanta Alpharetta. Awesome. Uh, we should mention that we are probably an hour and ten minutes away from uh, the airport. I don't know why they worked that in there. DoubleTree. Well, they didn't. Never mind. Hundred dollar gift card to Connor's Steak and Seafood. We can testify to the great food there. We've been there. Fantastic. Great drinks, you say, or wine, anyway. And a $50 gift card to uh, the Velvet. No, $50 gift card to Painting with a Twist. Total price package, about uh, 600 bucks. You can enter by just, I mean, pull up to the Alpharetta Welcome Center between uh, 3-1 and uh, 5-31, between uh, March 1st and May 31st. Enter in person. If you, if you pull up now, go in there and tell Janet Rogers and tell uh, everybody, Miss Abby, and, 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 and everybody that works there that, that you love the podcast, appreciate the sponsorship, because without them, you'd be, you'd be getting out your credit card right now. Without Janet Rogers, that's awesome, Alpharetta. So, uh, give her some love while you're there. If you pull up to register to uh, do that in person, uh, see here: no cash value offered by the Alpharetta Convention and Visitors Bureau. Come play while, stay while, but not forever. Uh-uh. Awesomealpharetta.com. All right, that's our commercial commitment, Don. 
Jelly Roll. Okay. What do you got about Jelly Roll? Something depressing, you said. Well, it's not depressing, but I, this was really an interesting um, interview that his daughter did with his wife. Um, so his yes, his 15 year old daughter's name is Bailey, Bailey Ann. And his wife's name is Bunny, and she does, Bunny does a podcast. And so um, Bailey was on the podcast, and they wanted to make sure that everyone understood that she wanted to do this. This was not them, Trying to get you know, good content, force, get some yeah, or forcing her to do something that she didn't want to do. So Bunny's podcast is called Dumb Blonde. And um, so Bailey credits Jelly Roll. Um, is who actually is who Jelly Roll credits with kind of turning his life around after he found out that he did have a daughter while he was incarcerated and in jail. Um, and for the past eight years, Jelly Roll and his wife, Bunny, have had custody of Bailey because Bailey's mother, who had the baby with Jelly Roll, um, is battling addiction herself. Everybody's kind of heard some things that have gone on through Jelly Roll's eyes through the side of, of his life. But Bailey joined the podcast and talked about the struggles that she's faced with her biological mom. And I mean, it was raw. Is Jelly Roll present for any of this or is this just mom and daughter? No, it's just stepmom and daughter. Stepmom and daughter. And it was crazy because we knew that like Bailey was being an asshole. Like when she would come home. Because I was super like, I was very good at keeping it like. Well, y'all cannot know. Your mom made you feel like that also, though, Mm -hmm. is what has come out in therapy. Exactly. You know, she made you feel like you choose daddy and bunny over me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is our little secret. And, And like, I never wanted her to feel that way because, like, every time it would get brought up, like, we'd get into a fight one day. We'd be high as shit. We'd get into a fight. And I would always tell her, like, you know what? I'm going to go call call bunny right now and I'll tell her. Yeah. Yeah. She's with her, her mother? Yeah. Okay. So that was the story. So she said that they um, started drinking together at 12. She was 12 years old. Um, And she said, okay, this is whatever. You're just a cool mom. You're letting me drink. Um, You're letting me smoke weed. This is cool. Um, By July of that summer, it turned from alcohol and weed to harder drugs. She did not say what the drug was. It was bleeped out of the podcast. Um, She said, nobody knew except my mother, except my mother who manipulated me and convinced me to do and then it was left out. Um, the saddest story was she said that she recalled her mother taking her to meet her dealer for drugs, getting into a fight in a gas station bathroom with Beckwith, which is Bailey, over her drug use. But her mother convinced her that her use was only recreational. And later that night, her mother took her to a Dollar General parking lot where she convinced her daughter to try the drug herself. Um, we're in the Dollar General, and she looks at me, and she's like, will you try it? And I'm like, no. What the blank do you mean? Will I try it? Um, she said her mom was manipulative and eventually convinced her to try it. Um, and she said, you know, my mom was just persuasive. She was a mom. Um, she was my mom. So whether it was weed or I was drinking or I was vaping or snorting Valiums or Xanax or whatever I was doing, I was never sober for a good month, good eight month period. And so Bunny and Jelly Roll kind of noticed something's going on. Um, and that's what she was talking about that, you know, her mom made her feel like she had to choose between, you know, that family and this family. And uh, she said, you know, she realized during her freshman year of high school, she needed to get sober. She got into an argument with her mother about it. And um, yeah. And so she went to live with um, Bunny and Jelly Roll. Um, And so, you know, Jelly Roll said, um, you know, when one of the breaking points for the girl, Bailey, was when she was at her mother's house and the mother's sister was doing fentanyl. 
And, you know, Jelly Roll just said it's so hard to hear that because it makes me want to beat people up. You don't deserve that. It infuriates me so much. Because what if what she, what his daughter was doing and had fentanyl in it? What if she killed her own daughter? Would she have any remorse? He said, this is where all gloves are off with Felicia. We gave you eight years to try to get it together with your daughter. You know, when does the motherly instinct kicked in? And so, you know, they're all trying to kind of work through all this now. And I know that Jelly Roll has actually helped his ex-wife, you know, get in to try to get sober and beat addiction. So he continues to kind of try to help her and everything. The conversation was heartbreaking. When you think about a 15-year-old who started out at 12 years old. Um, but it does kind of give you an appreciation for what Bunny has stepped up to do. And also just, Absolutely. you know, what, she, Jelly, she does that just all the what time. Jelly Roll will do. Yeah. yeah. Well, they both do. I think they're, you know, listen, I don't know. I don't know them at all. But on the surface, they seem to be very, very good parents. And I think that, uh, um, you know, he's he's he brought it on himself. And he'd, he'd agree with me saying that, I think, if he were sitting here with us. But um, he, he's got some baggage, you know. So a lot of people were really just, you know, just mortified in a way about this. And um, it led to some some research that was done saying that a lot of times that when kids first decide that they're going to use drugs, it's because their parents use drugs. And they want to, in a weird way, have a close relationship with their parents. And it's just so sad. It is so sad. It, but it's interesting how I know people will get so riled up about that, but yet people will go when their kids are getting ready to go to college and have drinks with them or go up on parents' weekends and drink and everything. So there's definitely, and I get it, you know, that it's illegal and it is a drug, but alcohol is a drug too. I just think, you know, we've never been those parents that drank with our, with Will or with our kids. I just, I, I don't know. I'm just not super comfortable doing that. I'm not a drinker. No judgment at all. I, 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 there was I've, I've drank enough to for everybody at one point, but I choose not to you know now. But it is a um, everybody has a, everybody no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It doesn't have to be a drug. Everybody's got something that, that that presents a challenge to them every day that they wake up. It could be something like depression. It could be something like um, just an anxiety, or it could be an addiction. You know, it could be anything. Everybody has at least one thing they wake up to every morning. That uh, they know could be a, a a challenge that particular day, and ain't nobody perfect. Ain't nobody perfect. You're not expected to be either. I think it's bad enough when kids get, oh my God, hooked on their own. But to have a, a parent involved in getting that started, I mean, you're talking about a kid that's going to have to deal with that for the rest of her life. Cadillac Jack and Donna mornings on the Bear ninety two five. Saturday, June twenty second, Alabama. America's band, Alabama. Imagine the hits, Donna. You could be singing at the top of your lungs. You know, they have like three of the top ten sing-along, best sing-along songs in the history of music. Here's what I don't understand. What's that? Did we not go and see this band on their final I tour? Said, listen, I ran into their manager of the track yesterday or today. Um, and I, 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 we were laughing about how I said, you know, Donna and I went to go see him in Peary, Georgia. How many years ago was that? At the Georgia State Fair? Uh, 12, 10, 12 at least. At least. At least. And I said, Randy told us that night that this was their farewell tour. I said, we got to be seven more in since then. No, no, no. It was billed as their farewell tour. Uh, but there have been several billed that way as well since yeah. then. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you think they make a night? You said uh, 172000 right? 
Yes. Uh, I suspect, after having a conversation with the promoter for this event, uh, that they're making upwards of $400,000 a night. Oh, wow. Do you know why they charge so much, he said? There's I, should, a lot I shouldn't of say this. Uh, that, but uh, they really don't want to play. So if you, if you want them, if you want them, you're going to pay for them. That's not bad. I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. Um, no, I mean, I get that. Older, I think there's know? plenty of bands like that. I, I would be like that once I got that age. I'd be like, listen, I'd price myself so high, especially the, the, in this place I didn't want to go. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, okay, well, they took your they took your bait for $650,000. You're yep. going to your Cleveland. I'm like, what? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Pack your bags. Pack your I caboodle. I knew we should have gone higher. Your caboodle. Um, what else? Any other, thing we, any other things we need to pay off real quick? Well, don't um, we want to talk about Anita Parker? Yes, we do. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Pod Peep Anita Parker a few episodes ago uh, in her passing. Uh, since we, we launched this podcast in January 16th, I think, of uh, 2020, before the pandemic hit, this podcast was three months old. Uh, if, you, if you consider March the start of the pandemic back in, in 2020, depending on how you vote, I guess. Anita was very, very active listener in Pod Peep, but, but she would reach out to you all the time about different issues and, and post on social media about how much she enjoyed the podcast. And we're just so grateful to have... Had her in our little podcast family. Yes, yeah, she, as I said before, she was an amazing woman. And she was not, I mean, she wasn't old, but she wasn't young. She was probably not right there in our demo. And I know she heard things that probably just, ugh, probably made her hair curl even more. You know what I mean? Um, but her husband reached out, and this is what he said. He sent um, an email, and the subject was the last podcast she played. And he said, Anita Jean Parker was a dedicated fan of yours. She followed you at Kicks. She was saddened about your heart attack. And she was a loyal listener of your Cadillac Jack, My Second Act podcast. Yours was the last podcast she played prior to passing away suddenly and unexpectedly on December 28, 2023. How do I know yours was the last she listened to? Because I could hear it blaring from her phone the same way I heard every other podcast of yours. The last episode she heard was, Is He Capable? Hmm, that was a good one. Um, funny, I kind of feel like I'm notifying family by letting you know I was her husband. Just thought you should know. How about that? Um, yeah. You know, what we do is uh, you're able to, to make connections with people um, that you don't necessarily have a daily relationship with. Um, and, and, and Anita was, was one of those people. And I have been so blessed and fortunate to have been able to do that with so many people because I've been in the same market, been in the same city for going on 30 years, I guess. And, and, and just what a, what a, what a very kind thing to, uh, very kind thing to say and to reach out and say. Yes. I mean, as I told you, I was absolutely shocked when I saw it on Facebook and her and I would go back and forth. In messages about crazy was, things you would well, say. I, I, and, well, I sometimes say that when you say, you know, I, I believe this is what the listeners think. And I say to you, is that your your all-girl focus group that you have? Y'all yes. meet at the, uh, the Arby's, you know, on Abernathy Road or something and do focus groups. And you, you convince these girls to, to swing the way that you go and, and to, to talk, not talk, talk trash uh-uh. about Cadillac Jack or something. No, that's not true. Linda Leon will tell you that's not uh, true. She has a mind Linda's of her a own. Charter member. Charter member. She has a mind of her own. Thank you, Scott, very much for reaching out. God bless you. And uh, we'll keep you and your family in our thoughts and prayers. Our thanks to executive producers, Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Uh, Steve Mitchell provides production assistance in the form of uh, producing the Cadillac and Donna Morning Show weekdays, 530 a.m. till 10 Eastern. Atlanta's the Bear 92.5. Uh, wake up with us five mornings a week, sometimes. Uh, download the free app wherever you get your apps. Just search for the Bear 92.5. Bam pops up. is absolutely free. And we'll be there 530 till 10 weekdays. Uh, Steve consults with the podcast as well. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday. That's when you get it. Cadillac Jack, my second act part of the app and podcast network.
when you okay. dip, you dip, you dip. And you break your hip, your hip, your hip. 